Welcome back to the Beers and Steers podcast, episode seven. We've got a post-mortem from the OU game, the Red River shootout. It was pretty much a one-way street despite the score, despite losing by only one touchdown. But we'll jump into all that a little bit later. First, this is from the bottom of all of our hearts, me, John, and CMO. Uh, thank you to everyone for all the pictures and everything this weekend. That was by far like the best content and everything we've ever seen and sent in and all the interactions. That was incredible. So yeah. thank you so much for everything. If you send in everything, I really do appreciate it. Uh, shout out CMO for the most liked Instagram we've ever had. I was, a uh, didn't, I was very surprised to hear that. I don't know why, but, um, that was awesome. So p- thank you again to everyone listening and I hope you, I was very generous giving out koozies this weekend, so I hope I gave you one. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was, that was I would say, our best uh, crowd participation since the Sugar Bowl, so that was really awesome to, to see. Um, there was a handful of guys uh, or girls with beers and steer stuff on around the fair. I was like, I have no idea who they are. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. That's, no, that was by far the first. I saw some guy, Alexa, or sorry, CMO, put it, uh, the story of the guy who had, like, the button on the side of his hat. I was like, hey, yeah. dude, I don't know who that person is, but yeah. all right, cool, whatever. Slowly but surely, it's growing. Yeah. So please, you know, if you see us, please ask us for stickers. We'll give you a, a handful, and, and it helps us kind of give out the stickers to people that we're, you know, we don't know. So we got to give a shout-out to Kate for helping out with that Instagram. You can't leave her out of the picture. Yeah, she did a great job. Great job, great job all around from the entire Beers and Stews team, especially the marketing department. But, um, yeah, that was awesome. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, what a what an amazing day of weather up in Dallas. Oh my gosh! Right, yeah. awesome. Game overall, not game related, but just in general Saturday, that was the incredible weather, dude. We were so we got in the shade by like the second quarter, and right. it was like cold. Like if it would have been like windy and stuff, it would have been I would have been severely like not warm enough. I would have been very pissed off at what I you know only wearing a, like a light jacket. It yeah. was awesome. That was so much fun. Like. And yeah, the sunburn still there, so you still got that. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, we <laughs> rule number one: I had the sunglasses, so that mm-hmm. was a plus. But my God, I got to the airport Saturday night, got into the bathroom at Love Field, and I looked at myself. I was like, "Holy cow! I look like a fool." A whole no wonder the whole TSA line was staring at me like I was crazy because <laughs> I literally had a a red face on that side of my on the whole right side of my face, or like the OU side of my face had sunburn real bad, but um yeah no it was awesome weather definitely i want to say the the best weather i've ever had in an ou game um i've been in bad rainy environments been in you know extremely hot environments but i've never had a nice cold one like that so that was definitely welcomed and i'm all for that so um what you what time do you get to the fair eight um yeah yeah i think i was there right at right at 8 a.m and my (laughs) i I will be there at 8 a.m moving forward it was awesome yeah it was awesome great you know gave us time to get some corn dogs and a few beers and it really wasn't too crowded yet and gave us plenty of time to hang out and then go in at a reasonable time and um you know i think it was it was really really crowded for i just felt really crowded around the fair this year i mean just in general the game felt crowded too so like i don't think people realize that john flew in saturday morning and then flew out saturday night and also stayed up sunday night till or Monday morning till two three a.m. So this is this is a Jordan flu game. I just want everyone to realize and this is an early release for many other reasons. So yeah. this is a back to back to back night. So 
We're alive. We're moving forward. Okay, the game also, in general. Game is, this is good because the game is still fresh on our minds. I know. So, that's what I thought about, too. The, usually when we're late for Thursday, real. it's not good. But the, Okay, the actual game or, like, overall crowd and everything. I yeah. thought, and I talked to a lot of people this, and I, I wanted to ask my OU coworkers this today, but I forgot. I thought the crowd just in general was a little duller than normal. And that is – I don't think that's crazy to say because the first half, like, literally – both teams only had two things or they had two things to cheer about. And we had like three things to cheer about if you count the turnovers, but we obviously didn't score as much. So I thought you were going to say the opening kickoff. What? Yeah. I thought you were going to say one of those things was the opening kickoff. Cause yeah, the first half so. was really, really lame. I, I don't know. I just thought in general, the game, there was not like, there was also not the like big one, like tide shifting play other right. than the CD, the, the flea flicker. I didn't think there was one play that like truly like one side just went nuts for the, I'd say that for them, the CD Flea Flicker, and for us, the Red Roshan. Zone. Or Roshan, yeah. Or, yeah, probably actually the Roshan run. Because uh, both of those were obviously big, but like they didn't put the game away where it's like, oh, it's over. See ya. No, yeah. You didn't have one of those. Exactly. You didn't have that moment where the crowd finally was able to take a big sigh of relief. Because, I mean, <laughs> neither team. I mean, we, we, we kept it close. We covered, number one. There yeah. you go. Good teams. Um, great teams but yeah, I would agree. It, it, <laughs> You know, obviously we've, we've had better environments. That game is always a great environment, but this is this year felt a lot more just calmer. Um, and for some reason, I feel like I couldn't even hear our band. I don't know, maybe it's because I was where I was sitting. Um, I was probably the thirty or forty yard line on the our our sideline, but um, <clears throat> it was it was definitely a much more calm environment than I think on our side. I think everyone in the back of their mind knew we were the inferior team, especially after watching the first half. Mm-hmm. So we never had that really true play to give us excitement, except for yeah. we know we made them turn the ball over twice. But um, once Roshan finally broke out, everyone could finally like let off some steam and, and, and relax a little bit. So I would agree, definitely not the the loudest um, Texas OU I've ever been to. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. I mean, overall, like great day, great game. Obviously, greatest rivalry in sports. We talked about that last week, but weird, weird atmosphere. I thought just a little abnormal compared to years past um, agreed overall like going looking forward i know it's probably quick to do it but let's just do it for like two seconds yeah it's, ha- it's halftime you know OU is always halftime right and if you look at the big 12 are you really sh- that scared of anyone like where you're kind of shaking in their boots as texas it, look or look at it from a vegas standpoint like do you see us being dogs to anyone Right now, obviously things change, but I really don't. I mean, the Iowa yeah. State game, we may be favored by a point or two. That's about it. Other than that, like I think that we would be favored in most of those. Uh, I think the only one would be Baylor, maybe if they end up being yeah, undefeated. But they, if but they I beat, mean, if, go ahead. Like, well, they had to go two OTs to beat Tech this weekend. So, yeah. and they got Tech got screwed on a call. Yes. Oh, yeah. The the what was it like the snap infraction or something like yeah, that? I don't yeah, know. something crazy. I saw their AD was uh, tweeted out like put together like a media press statement about it. But anyways, I I think it's depressing as shit. You never want to lose that game, obviously. But we are definitely still the favorites to at least get into the one of the two teams to get into the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, definitely get healthy. Get your defense together. Become an get an identity, which we will speak about. Trust Sam. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, and you can build around it, and you'll be fine. So I understand the doom and gloom's easy, and it's especially after a performance like that. But you still only lost that game by a touchdown, and you played awful. 
You played absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah. And you lost that game by a touchdown when you were supposed to lose by almost two. The score definitely did not reflect how big of an ass kicking no. it was, though. Not so, even close. I'm but, willing to admit that. Okay. Still, like, you know, you get that onside kick, you get a crazy, you get oh, a catch. Like, that's a, you're at least going to overtime, and that looks a lot better. Yeah. So, no, I, I would agree. I think, I mean, there's no one in the Big 12 that necessarily scares me um, just from a, you know, looking at it from a, uh, I guess, high level right now. No one has really truly proven to be dominant or, I guess, able to take down Texas or Oklahoma. So, you know, I think if you fix the special team mistakes and you, you get healthy on defense, it's a pretty much a guarantee you're going to see these two teams playing in Arlington in December. So, yeah, I, um, I, I, I definitely don't think the worry on on twitter and the, the frenzy about how texas is i mean we, we knew this team was going to be young from episode one or from you know week one this year we, we knew they were going to be young we knew the defense was going to be rad we didn't know that half the defense was going to get hurt right um so a lot of things have kind of not gone our way and we've lost to two teams that are most likely going to be in the playoffs so i mean kind of yeah and one yeah. thing i remember last year thinking was like we really didn't have like that big of crazy injuries that caused us to miss games. Like obviously Sam went out for the Baylor game and what was it, the Iowa State game? And those yeah, were but not on defense. But not on defense and even like on offense outside of uh who I mean, I can't think of really anybody. So it, you kinda got lucky and you kinda gotta balance that like, okay, eventually it'll come back to bite you a little bit. That's just part of football. It's obviously <clears throat> just the game, but it still kinda comes back around. Um all right, let's get into actual yep. game um start with the offense which i i honestly don't know if they did better or worse than the defense i can't Wait, we had an offense we had an offense I, again the game plan when <laughs> when they came out in the first play of the game and two back said i was like oh boy here we go we guessed this one perfectly like they're definitely like i'm so happy tim back listens to the beers and sears podcast and <laughs> then first play they motioned Dever- duvernay out Radley, whatever that shitty number forty-four safety is really not that good for them. Auto Little blitzes, yes, auto blitzes to him and just runs him over completely. I'm like, okay, like that was a good play. They obviously had that in film session. When this guy goes out wide, they're gonna throw it to him, which is pretty standard. We've done that a lot this season. Okay, you get it. And then they just didn't change anything. Like they trept on, kept on trying to like go back to that well. Like you got it change that up if they're obviously keying off that so hard when duvernay gets out when there's an obvious screen down something like that change it up hand it off instead of giving it to him you know run sam motion out check out of it you gotta do something different and that never yeah. happened you have to yeah. you had to like make changes halftime adjustments whatever in this game and they didn't do it not once no, it was it was frustrating for sure, and you could tell on our side from our fan base, everyone everyone was frustrated with it. They couldn't run the ball. Sam had no time to really drop back and give our receivers a chance, and when he did, <clears throat> put a good ball out there. Uh, the receivers didn't do their job in terms of catching it. One on 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 Brendan Eagles, the other on Jake mm. Smith. Um, you know, and, and Colin Johnson over that that one over the middle. Yeah, yeah, but Colin had a good game. I mean, he, I mean, he had a good game, but like. That's still that drop catch. Yeah. Like, I mean, that might be six with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the on that. Yeah, yeah on the, the OU side of the field. Yes. Um. So I don't know. I just felt like our offense was really stale and stagnant the whole game, and it it's almost like we were on the defense. It didn't help that 
so many of our possessions were on like the five yard line on OU side or started right. on the five yard line on OU side because of stupid special team mistakes. I mean, look at right when we finally didn't have that, we were able to open up the playbook a little bit. Yeah. Roshan ran it all the way down the field. So, you know, a part of me blames the, the I would say the general game plan. The other is just the situation or the, excuse me, the situations that we were put in in terms of where we start our possessions as well. So it was definitely unfortunate. I would say a pretty big step in the wrong direction, but, um, I guess let's all jump into some of the skill positions. I mean, I, I, we said last week that we needed to have somebody step up in the wide receiver uh, other than Devin DuVernay. And, you know, Colin Johnson had himself a game. Welcome back. I'm really sucked to see him go out. I mm. don't think he's going to be back next week. Uh, I don't think he should versus Kansas, but we'll see. Um, but Jake Smith and Vernon Eagles both played like they were scared. Yeah. And it was so frustrating because – you know, their receivers are like over their American plays. Obviously, T.D. Lamb is an anomaly. He's he's an NFL-type talent. But their receivers are making plays, and our receivers can't even catch the ball. It's like, guys, we I don't know why we looked like such a high school team out there. It was so mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, no, I agree. There, the lack of – I guess it's kind of experience. I mean, how many catches does Brennan Eagles and Malcolm Epps and John Burton, those guys, have in this game? Not much, but – Duvernay and Colin, like Colin played well and converted on some key third downs, but Duvernay didn't do anything, and uh, they didn't really. It, got, it still goes back to the game plan, and I, I, it's easy to say a lot of this was on coaching, but I really do think that a lot of this game was on coaching, and I think Herman knows that. And also, Greg Davis was in the fucking building last week helping with our <laughs> offensive game plan. What the hell? Like, yeah, okay, if you have him in there to tell you exactly what not to do, like basically see what he says and do the exact opposite, that's probably smarter. But anyways, uh, yeah, DuVernay was shut down. And... No, I mean, they, they, they they were doing the whole, let's try to let someone else beat us, you know? I mean, they're, they're not going to let DuVernay beat them. So, I mean, Malcolm Epps even pissed me off. He wasn't even running his routes really hard. It, it just looked like they were really deflated for some reason, and we just couldn't ever get any momentum on the offensive side. And it's so frustrating to watch that play out during a game. Because you think every time we get a ball, the ball back, especially from OU's offense, it's like, all right, here we go. But we're never able to get it, get it going, especially with those receivers out wide. Um, I, I mean, mean going another, another thing was the f- only four design runs in the first half. That's crazy. I understand yeah. that, like you know, you're getting some bad like third and twelves and stuff like that. But even then, like it's early in the game, your defense is kind of holding it together somehow with the two turnovers. Like you kind of roll the dice at least a little, not even roll the dice. Just like oh, the you, defense is holding their own for if, sure. If you waste the possession, it's not the worst thing in the world right now. It's not like it's last year where it's just a complete gong show snowball fight. So I, I don't know the, the same design runs weren't really there. And even then I think at that point when they did kind of start calling the second half or offensive line was so deflated that they just yep. didn't, they just, it was already over pretty much. Yep. I, I don't know. There was nothing, uh, there's I didn't see anything that was specially designed for this game. Where in years past we'd kind of seen that, um, and you know last year he kind of let Sam air it out, and that turned into Sam scrambling a lot and picking up a lot of loose yards. And this year we just didn't see that one bit. Um, Guess how many yards Roshan had minus his one long run? I just looked it up, but yeah, like forty whatever. Forty, yeah, forty on eight rushes, averaging five yards carry. Like that's good. Uh, it's just still I mean, we could not get anything going it was so frustrating and sam minus nine yards wow that, that's the, okay that's what i was gonna ask do you think sam played good enough to win that well enough to play that game sorry 
I just like don't think he nice. I don't think he No. No. I agree with you. I'd say the same thing. He almost like all of his throws just felt like prayers. You know, whereas well, yeah, that, again, except for the ones that got dropped, that was the thing. The yeah. ones that got dropped were the ones that were like that throw to Jake Smith was an NFL throw. Like yeah, that was throw, yeah. unbelievable. Like the the DB could had great coverage on it, not great, but good coverage on it, and he put it in the one spot where he couldn't get to it. That was yeah, really but again, cool. the OU receivers are out there. I mean, we weren't even near the receivers when they were making their catches, whereas ours, it's like a prayer forced throw. Not forced. I take that back, but. The, the other, the one thing I'll give Sam credit for is like we'll get to the nine sacks, but when you have nine sacks and however like fifteen tackle for losses and all that, but you still don't have any turnovers, that's pretty impressive. It's one of those like you didn't you sucked, but you didn't suck that bad. I, he he didn't throw he didn't have any throws where just like oh that we got away with that one like that should have been a pick, which was I guess impressive um, considering how poor the rest of the offense was playing that was the one yeah. thing i could i could give to sam that i don't know maybe a little bit of angst in the press conference that he's letting out some frustration kind of said something about how the ou defensive game plan was really straightforward and simple and how ours really wasn't um i get that yeah what did he say i'm sorry I, I, he I, said like basically like they asked him about like the ou defensive game plan he's like yeah it was it seemed really simple like they obviously executed it really well, like blah blah blah. Like basically taking a dig that like Arch's game plan wasn't suited up for the as big of his game as it should have, you know, like was going into it. Yeah. But even though our offense had a terrible game, man, we were still there. I mean, we only had three hundred and ten yards with a forty or excuse me, fifty plus yard run, so you know, call it two hundred and fifty less that. Um I just you know, we were there. We were there within a touchdown and, and you know, one again, Dicker, unbelievable onside kick, yeah. but where the hell is Brennan Eagles? Also, the three, the three timeout icing. Yeah, goal. that was that pretty was, sweet. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, we also. Was. What's also crazy is we technically had more possession. We had more time with the possession. Um, yeah, because they're just freaking going past our defense real fast. But I know, but still, it's like they, it's hey, nice. but no turnovers though. I mean, that was no nice. Turnovers. Like Roshan played pretty well Roshan I mean it's still like Keontae Ingram's I don't know I don't know what he is I, I can't decide if is he hurt is he not good is he too big did he gain too much weight I have no idea I can't decide I just, no I think it's a no confidence thing uh, it probably is but I mean he's so he's got the, the talent didn't go anywhere yeah he just can't put it together mentally I don't know you're probably right let's let's just get the line over with I'm sick of fucking talking about this but nine sacks we are now 115th in the country in sacks allowed. Wow. I, I actually think Cosme played pretty well. I didn't see too many plays where he wasn't, you know, blocking well. A couple good uh, out, you know, like pin and pull on counters. Um, yeah. I couldn't find one sack that was in his fault. They obviously weren't targeting him. Instead, they were targeting the three in the middle. I mean, Shackford had the worst game of his season, probably one of the worst games of his career. Angle out looks so slow. Braun played okay, but still not great. Kersetter looked pretty awful, too. I mean, Gallimore had his damn day. It's one of those, I was thinking about it, who was it, Cosme was saying last week that Gallimore's not that good and everything, and it made me think of last year when we were, they were saying that about us. It's like, yeah. I, you can you might be able to tell who can win, who's going to win this game by who's not saying anything about the other yeah. team. 
I bet it'd be yeah. pretty pretty telling. Um, there's definitely a correlation between when someone says something like that and how like that right. that person reacts on the field. It's exactly. just they they uh, the O line looked confused. They looked slow, and it was really unfortunate. Shout out to Webb. He actually said he had O line concerns since the Rice week. They picked it up versus Oklahoma State, um, and I think West, West Virginia was a lot better. But uh, it just it, it, it looked really, really bad. And like the delayed blitzes, like not one of them was able to keep up with those. They like were confused the whole time. So yeah, I mean, and, you got to yeah. give some cre- credit to the OU coaches because we really hadn't been oh, unbelievable um, tested too hard, like right up the middle, right up the, the guard center guard stuff, like the twists and the blitzes right there. So. Give it up to Grinch. I miss Mike Stoops so much. I was literally like in the middle of the – I think at halftime, I was like, wow, we need Mike Stoops or this game's so over. Yeah, literally, OU, that's all they needed for all these years was a defensive coordinator, and now look at them. They actually have a plan. They're making shifts out there. I was like, whoa, what is, yeah, what is going know, on? That was really weird. Um, all right, one thing with the offense, like it's kind of a redeeming factor is they just technically didn't give up. Like that last drive, they put it together. Obviously, they got helped with a few key penalties, but still – yeah, I mean they're a, a, a touchdown away, even though they played that awful. Um, all right, let's whew. let's go. To so defense. welcome, <laughs> welcome to the 112th ranked defense in the nation. Statistically speaking, the worst ranked defense in the Big 12 as well, and on par to be the worst defense in Texas football history. So go ahead, you start. Yep, we'll be. I thought we it was on just in passing yards. No, um, maybe I misread it, but yeah. Regardless, regardless. I think, it, I think it might be passing yards. It could be both. I mean, probably is if it's whatever. Uh, I, I another great fact: we are now leading the nation in missed tackles, which is kind of a subjective stat, but still, whatever. Was Manny Diaz coaching us again? What the hell? I don't know. Yeah, we need a uh, Gerg back. Uh, so what? What was our plan? Like, what were our D backs doing? Because we were not putting any pressure on them up front, and whenever they caught. Ball, like, all right, let's let them just come to us and we're going to like gang tackle. No one was attacking their receivers. Was it because we didn't think we could actually tackle them one on one or or what? I don't know. I mean, truly, the, the, the evident one is CD Lamb. The, the obvious one is the, the what was it? Was that a flea flicker to CD Lamb? Yeah. Or he ran to like six, six different defenders. But there were so many times where they just caught the ball and it was like, all right, turn around. I'd say the last touchdown in our end zone was actually worse than the flea flicker. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Shout out real quick, Nash Frisbee, who uh, had a source who's on the team who was like, yeah, they're not even going to run zone. Like, every year Lincoln Riley just tears up their zone. There's no point to it. He f- finds the hole. So they're just going to run man and hope that, you know, Ben don't break will play. Well, and that worked. That did not work. <laughs> um, I-, I don't know. The missed tackles, I think, was by far the most glaring issue. Yeah. So, yeah. I was reading today, yeah. like, Herman was asked about his press conference, obviously, and he was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. We probably hasn't been as physical as we should be um, during the week. And that was so evident. And I was reading that he'd kind of eased up on the tackling, whatever, everyone getting so hurt. He just couldn't afford someone else to get hurt. But that was uh, the only time, like, the only person I saw truly be aggressive was Joseph Asai and, of all people, Anthony Cook. Anthony Cook, when I saw Anthony Cook – was going wherever C.D. Lamb was going to start the game. I was like, oh, boy, here we yeah. go. This is, could get real bad. But credit yep. to him. He probably played the, the best game like of anyone on the team. 
Uh, I know he was the only one I saw who was being aggressive in the D backs. Right. I will give you that. And he got hurt because he was being so aggressive. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what got hurt. Also, Joseph Sai played really well. Joseph Sai, that's the other thing. We'll get into the defensive identity. Like, why is he playing like nickelback, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, DN? It's just like so frustrating to watch when you have someone that good and you can't just leave him in one spot and let him play. I don't know. It's just unbelievable. Well, Injuries and ejections, man. We, yeah, but we, like losing players, he shouldn't be playing nickelback. Why is Adelia Dayaway like covering CD hey, nice Lamb on? Thank you on the outside. Did you see that? That was like three plays where he yeah. would, they'd motion him out, and you'd see him run on top of him. And I'm sitting there pulling my hair out, like, oh my god! It's you don't even have to t- you you don't have to tell you know one thing about either of those players. When a guy who is number forty is guarding a guy that is number two, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. You're I don't going care who it is. You are screwed. Yeah. A, no, a it was third grader was, playing Madden fucking knows that. It, it honestly, this is a what happened this past week was a I think a product of one the injuries and then two finally we're facing I mean LSU's offense was was pretty I mean, it's pretty pretty good. I mean, it's awesome. What am I talking about? But it was still kind of like learning how to become what it is now right. in the second week of the season. I think, you know, this was a combination of, you know, our inexperienced defense because of all the seniors who, seniors we lost last year and just injuries, man. And it just all came to storm and hit this week. And it was unfortunate, um, especially with another, another injury that happened. But um, I just – what made me so frustrated was the – lack of aggression from all of them and just how we were sagging on all the receivers and then how they would run their little like outside of the tackle um runs and it was like six yards past the line of scrimmage before any of our guys were even near him so it was like you know the whole ou averages nine yards a play I was like no wonder they do because i mean geez no one's touching them until like six yards past the line of scrimmage so yeah well i don't know it's just frustrating to watch like they the d line actually thought played pretty decent Riley did a great job of not running at them at all. Um, it was outside the tackles every time. It was outside the tackles every time. And smart, I mean, smart. Like the Roach and Coburn. Coburn going against, uh, what's his name? Humphreys was fun to watch. That was really fun to watch. When I went went, re-ba- eh, went back and rewatched the game, I focused on that a lot when we were on defense because it is entertaining. Um, but yeah, defense. He was I, the only one. Also, Keandre was the only one who had to come to the sidelines. And looked like fired up. All the other ones just looked like they had, you know, deer in the headlights. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't see a lot of emotion. The only other emotion I saw was Chris Brown chunking his helmet when they made him go to the injury tent. Um, other than that, yeah, My man. didn't see much. Um, I think overall, just in on this de- for this defense, especially looking forward to the rest of the season. Like, what is your identity? What What are you gonna be? What's gonna be your base? It doesn't matter like if teams can scheme around it. If you can execute it per- well, it, it's okay. You can. You're not going up against Lincoln Riley. Hopefully not again until the Big Twelve Championship. Knock on wood. So, put something together. It doesn't matter what it is. Just put some sort of identity in place so that a everybody knows what's going on and b your second string because obviously nobody can stay healthy will know what's going on too when they eventually come in. Agreed. And, I mean, her, Orlando has got to put this together. I mean, that should be like – this should have been August 2nd stuff, but instead it's October 
fucking 14th and we're doing this. But yeah, they're still figuring they're still figuring out what they're what they are right he, now. I mean, he's got to stay awake all day this week and be like, "Okay, this is us for the next however many months because you can't waste it. You don't." And especially looking to next year when it's really looking to more cul- that that's going to be the culmination, you can't waste that. So what do you do? I don't know. I really don't. They went you away start with, with the, you start with too, so. in Kansas. Wait, what? I'm just talking like specific identity. Like, what do you what do you really put together? Are you gonna be uh, like a four down? You, I I don't think they are, but like, I, I don't know. I'm just guessing essentially. I mean, you start with you know take baby steps and get some confidence in these guys. Get some like swagger back. I mean, they you know the the pick and the and the fourth fumble by Anthony Cook that was nice. I mean, they showed some some heart there. But let's start with you know keeping Kansas underneath ten points. Get some momentum back and. And trying to get some confidence back in these guys because you know the offenses, even though sure they're not going to be like OU, they're still going to be spread, spread offenses that, right. that uh, I mean, are, are going to be good. Baylor is going to be good. Tech's going to be good. Um, Iowa State's you know Purdy, whatever I can't remember his first I don't name. Purdy, yeah. Um, no, um, you know, Kansas right. State will put some points up. So you know we got to got to start you know get the confidence back here versus Kansas and, and kind of you know. I guess get uh, get Stearns back, get Green back, and then try to go from there. I guess because I mean Chris Brown's now out for a while, correct? Uh, yeah, he's out six weeks with a uh, fractured forearm. Jawan Mitchell is out for some a few weeks. Um, what? Jesus, who the hell are we gonna play? Uh, yeah, I don't know. McCulloch, I have no idea of McCulloch. What McCulloch's? He's um, out. Is did they say how long? No. Mitchell, uh, and then, uh, yeah, what's his name? Colin Johnson, probably in concussion protocol, even though they said he wasn't, but I don't believe that. Oh, my God. I, don't even, I literally don't know who's going to be our linebackers. Other than Ayodele. Ayodele. Adele. 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 away, And, yeah, I don't away, know. Away. I mean, um, oh, oh, they got oh, – Overshawn played this week, and he actually looked okay. So, yeah. But He's a big that, dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is a massive dude. He's just you so know who might play. I mean, I know I know Estelle will probably take Chris Brown's spot, but Tyler Owens might need to get some playing yeah, time. He's I a guess, big dude. Is he back? I guess he's he true is. freshman. I didn't notice that. I don't. I can tell honestly. I can tell you. But um, okay. Well, that just kind of wraps up. Where were we? Yeah. Oh, you in general. Before we go, before we go to yeah, yeah. Before we go to defense, I don't know. Something I just kind of thought about. I was reading about on the way back was, you know. It's so easy to, you know, blame, you know, Charlie Strong or blame certain years of recruiting um, that then, you know, are shown later on. But I think this is like a perfect example of it because in 2017, Charlie missed on – he didn't miss, but he didn't go for Jalen Hurts, right? He went for Shane Bouchel. He didn't go for C.D. Lamb. He went for Colin Johnson. Um, and then Kenneth Murray as well. There's just a lot of Houston area, Dallas area guys that were – just completely missed by Charlie Strong, or maybe right. we had already had commitments. Yeah, uh, that are now I think coming in for into fruition, and we're start seeing the product of of that of those mistakes, and it's it's so frustrating because you know we thought Charlie's recruiting classes were these awesome awesome players, and it's just it's just not really not really true. So um, hopefully. You know these kids that, that Tom gets. You know that he's gotten over the last two years. We two years from now, we'll be the ones saying it, and 
and you know the tide turns, but it's just so frustrating looking back at Charles Strong's misses and then seeing it now, you know, on the field being so, you know, right in front of us that Oklahoma was just so much more athletic than we were on the field. Yeah, definitely. No, it, it sucks that you're still hurting from recruiting was from yeah back then, but that's just yep. kind of how it goes. Again, okay. it's so easy. It's so easy to get down though. I mean, it's, we've lost to two top five teams, so right. it's, it's not like the season's You're over. You're the best just, two lost team in the country. You really are. We're not a top tier team. I'm going to be. No, I'm, I'm we talked about that. that before the season. It's not a. You're not a playoff team, which is fine, but. But we need to be the best. The best non. We need to be in the Big Twelve championship. Let's right. make that a goal. Yeah. Okay. We've got something new this week. We're going to test it out. We have no idea if this is going to work. Are we skipping voicemails? There, we can't. We there, we there aren't any. Okay, not any that we can play. All right, new tradition. New tradition. This is a new tradition. Shout out CMO for her idea. This is actually probably the best idea she's ever had. John, wants you, uh, why don't you explain it? I'm gonna cue it up. Well, I guess I'm explaining it. But we were sitting at the uh, Old Mill Inn on Saturday afternoon. It was a, uh, you know, crowd was finally thinning out, so the beer lines weren't too too long and. One beer after another, we're kind of talking, and, and CMO comes up with a great idea of we should call <clears throat> live on the episode, call someone out of the blue, blindside them with a phone call, and ask them, you know, what were the thoughts of the game, and then two, a random trivia question about Texas football, correct? Yes, correct. Or just it could be about anything in life. Or just, I mean, yeah, I think, I, let's make the, the trivia will just be uh, kind of centered around that. Everything else is whatever we want. So do you have the trivia question yes, ready? Yes, I, I have a trivia on question ready. All right, so the uh, first person <laughs> that is ever going to be called live on on Beards and Tears podcast is Vernon Shanker. Vernon and I'm about, about, to, about to make the call, so here we go. If he didn't answer, well, like, we're not cutting this. This is just going to be severely disappointing. Oh, did it work on my, is it on my computer? What? Ah, technology. What? Can you hear it? No, I can't. Vernon, yeah, what's up, brother? Not much, man. What's going on? You're not asleep, are you? Uh, no, no, no. Um, I'm watching Peaky Blinders. Oh, God. So it's hard to interrupt that. I'm going to be doing that later on. But i got to tell you something. Something really important right now. Okay. You are, you're live on the Beers and Steers podcast. We got, a, we, got a, we, we got a trivia question for you. <laughs> oh, man. Let's hear it. Vernon. Two. Can you, can you hear? Can you hear, Stewart? Uh, no, I can't really hear Stewart. All right, what's the trivia question, Stu? Who has the most single-season interceptions in Texas football history? Who has the most interceptions in a season in Texas football history? Oh gosh! <laughs> Give you a hint, if you can. Give you a hint. Place for the Ravens. No, don't tell him that. Say it was in 2009. No, 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 no. Ravens. I, I said that. Oh, <laughs> I said Raiders. Ravens used to be a Seahawk. He's from Orange, he Texas. used to be a Seahawk. <laughs> Earl Thomas is the answer. <laughs> and I was going to guess that. Ah, well, how does it feel? You're the first person to ever be called on Beers and Steers. Ask him who his Am favorite really? Shelby brother is. Who, uh, next question is, who's your favorite Shelby brother? Oh, Tommy, of course. Tommy. <laughs> okay, that's probably a good answer. <laughs> All right, so before we go back to Peaky Binders, give us a 30-second, you know, recap of your thoughts about the, uh, the game on Saturday. Um, obviously a disappointing outcome, but can't say 
can't say, uh, you know, obviously. Joan Hurts is a great quarterback. They're a good team. It's uh, I can hear the pain. Tough, but you know, it is what it is, and I'm just looking forward to playing them again in December. That's right. There that's right. That's, that's, the, uh, that's pretty much the theme of the podcast. Is just uh, a lot of sighs and disappointments for sure. But you know, that season's not over yet. So thank you, Vernon. This is an honor. All right, man. Well, you uh, you go back to Peaky Blinders. We'll talk soon. <laughs> All right, we'll catch up, boys. Keep killing it. All right, see ya. See ya. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Vernon Shanker, for participating in the first ever Beard of Steers podcast uh, live blindside How... phone oh, that was That was great. We're doing this every week. And I hope, yeah, because now people are, like, on their toes, going to be, like, listening for it. Yeah, he was really thrown off when I called him. That was good. That, that was, was good. That was very so, good. Okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't record on the same night week so you yeah, can't expect you no it on idea. Monday night. Now, I'm not even, I'm no longer going to do the post like that shows that we're recording on Instagram either so it's just going to be completely at random so stay on your damn toes. Um, could, you, uh, could you hear him? Did you hear him yeah, yeah. all right? No, I yeah. could Sounds okay. perfect. This is we, We're going to work on our technical side of this. Yeah, but that was yeah, our this first is great audio. This is people are going to love hearing about uh, Thank you Vernon. Audio. Thank you. Congratulations. Okay. We play Kansas this weekend. We play Kansas and home against Austin in Austin at 6 p.m. on the Longhorn Unicorn Network. That midget Lowell Galindo <laughs> will be will be on the call with Rod Babers, who, who I think that is actually very underrated. I like Rod Babers a lot. I think he's going to be doing. Is he doing the color? Or, no, I don't know. I don't care. It's Longhorn Network. Shit. Um, okay, so we're pretty injured as we stayed. Chris Brown. Oh no, it's Ahmad Brooks. Is uh... Ahmad Brooks? Excuse me. <laughs> Either one. No Chris Brown, um, no Caden Stearns, no Jalen Green, no Jordan Whittington, no Shark McCulloch, no Malcolm Roach, probably no, Col- no Malcolm Roach for the first half, excuse me, which we didn't talk about that. The, not slide, being able to slide not as a quarterback, I think is bullshit. I, yeah, that should not also, be allowed. I, if all the players had a personal foul, whatever the hell it's called now, you can't make that mistake. You can't leave it up in the ref's hands. Like You got to play it safe. Uh, whatever bullshit we're moving on we're moving on on to cincinnati uh malcolm roach after the first half who am i forgetting colin johnson probably not pretty much his name every defensive starter and that's pretty much the list Fuck. so yeah defense kind of what we were hitting out a second ago we need to uh definitely step up and let some new guys i mean we gotta i want to i want to see them like have some pick sixes you know get some get some swagger back in them and then keep them under to keep oh Wow, keep Kansas under ten. Um, actually, I just realized that we skipped the beer of the week. Beer of the week coming from Lawrence, oh, Kansas, at twenty twenty third Street Brewery. Uh, never been there myself, but Lawrence, Kansas, actually is a pretty cool town. If you ever get up there, go to go the Allen Fieldhouse for like for a game. If not, go into their little museum. Very similar to uh, the Hall of Fame deal that Chris Del Conte just did in the north end zone of uh, DKR. Really cool. Got a lot of really good history. Obviously, Kansas basketball is what everyone thinks about when they go to the kansas university um football stadium is absolutely terrible even worse than rice have you gone uh, to a football game there i have been to two it's worse than rice really? stadium it's always cold very windy locker room looks like it is from the 1930s and every team yeah, like almost loses the there. um yes so beer of the week 23rd street brewery just south of campus in kansas and lawrence kansas is uh wave the wheat it is um one of the f- <laughs> 
only the four beers that they have at this brewery. So that's why I chose it. It's kind of the first one on the list. So <laughs> wave the weed. If you ever go to Lawrence and go to 23rd Street Brewery, tell them beers and steers gave them a, gave them a shout out. Um, okay. Kansas is not good. They're what, two and four? With two win? and four with a win versus Boston College. Boston College so, one was actually pretty impressive. I don't know where that came from. But it was actually pretty good. Mad Hatter looked decent. They looked decent against OU in the first half, but then yeah. fell apart completely in the second half. Puka Williams, the running back, he's pretty solid, actually. He's probably one of the top running backs in the Big 12. Um, I don't think he's yeah. as good as uh, – what's his name at Oklahoma State? But uh, he's still pretty pretty Chubb, good. Or Hubbard, Hubbard uh, or whatever. Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard. But, uh, yeah, they're Chubb. very run-heavy offense uh, with less miles at the helm. You'd have to think he's got something cooked up because it's his first game against Texas and some, and everything. I bet right. he does something crazy. Um, I know it's not saying much because it's the Mad Hatter, but, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I want to see defense, defense, defense. Um, as long as the offense scores more than basically 35 points, 30 points, I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah defense, if it's under – if we hold, hold him to under 10, I will be very happy. Um, What's the line? Uh, 21. Ooh, that's a lot. So, yeah, I I think it actually opened at like um, closer to like twenty three, twenty four, and immediately got bet down, which is that's never a good sign ever. Yeah, I mean, I, what I'm concerned about is just kind of a letdown um, in terms of the team's a little deflated coming off of OU, um, definitely deflated injury wise on defense. And I just I, I'm concerned about what the crowd's gonna be like. Oh yeah. Um, being the Kansas game, kind of middle of October. Um, so that's that's another thing is that, you know, don't let this team get any confidence because it's not like we're going to have that intimidating intimidating of an environment um, at DKR this Saturday night. So um, obviously I think uh, I'm going to take the horns to win. I'm going to take them do not cover the 21-point line. Mm. Um, I think we end up winning 30 to 13. Forty-five, seventeen, cover barely. Ugly. Are you, are you going? No, I can't make it. That's right. That's right. So neither. If you're there, please. Uh, we're up to beers and steers gear. We uh really really appreciate it. We actually I don't think we've had a game this year. Oh no, West Virginia. We did not have either of us there, but we did have our DC uh, affiliate Raleigh yeah, there. So if you're there, please wear the gear and uh, support it and and take some pics. We'll be sure to repost it. So I'll be uh be. Up in the mountains, watching on my on my cell phone. So I'll be in Fort Worth scouting out the opponent for uh, next week. Good, 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 um, good, good, good. Uh, games of the week: LSU at Mississippi State, two thirty CBS game with Hayden S. Gary Danielson. Mississippi State is plus nineteen. LSU is now the number two team in the AP poll, and I really agree with that. Uh, they looked great totally against yeah. Florida. They also barely covered. Um, yeah, the half point. Yeah, the half point was awesome. So, I I think that they win this game. I will say, Mississippi State, I swear, every single year has one of those games at home where they hold someone close. And they're kind of like South Carolina, what South Carolina did to Georgia uh, this past week. I, I think LSU wins, but I think this is one of those that are kind of scary. I, I don't know if they cover. 19 is a lot. Uh, I think LSU, if this was a night game, I think Mississippi State actually has a uh, chance to cover. I think LSU wins big. They're on a roll. Uh, Mississippi State is, is pretty – I mean, Kansas State beat Mississippi State. So That's true. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too high on Mississippi State. And 
SEC Henry and SEC Will have told me Mississippi State's pretty down this year. So Let's go Rebs. I, uh, Let's go Rebs got a big game this weekend. Who do they have this weekend? A&M. Oh, golly. And, A&M's only favored by seven in the Grove. Let's go Rebs. Come I on. I think Rebs might cover that. I don't know. Um, okay. Anywho. Next game. Let's jump back to the Big 12, yeah. Yeah. Baylor Oklahoma's at Oklahoma State, uh, 3 p.m. on Fox. Oklahoma State is minus three and a half. Joel Clatt, Gus Johnson? Uh, definitely. Yeah, Joel Clatt. Uh, Joel Clatt. I don't – I can't decide if Baylor's good. I have no idea. Do you – You I'm, know, I haven't watched them because they've played nobody. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, that's true. I, I literally – I mean, it's just a classic Baylor. You know, they're, they've crept into the big no, – they've crept into the big 12. They've crept into the top 25. Uh, and they're starting to get a little attention now. So I didn't really a, watch – Calling the mm-hmm. Oklahoma game. Joel Clyde's calling the 11 a.m. Oklahoma game. I'm sorry. Hmm. Whatever. Classic. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like Baylor actually might go and get this game. Um, and this is going to be their first statement win. Uh, you know, kind of being on the road, kind of a primetime game. Or not primetime, but it's not, you know, 11 a.m. game. So, I'm going to take Baylor Baylor to win this one. Mm, I like Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State big, actually. Uh, okay. I don't know why. I just kind of believe in Gundy this year. I think they're just an underrated. Dude, they look terrible at Tech, and Tech looked terrible at Baylor. I know. If so facto, I like Baylor. Uh, last game, only pretty weak slate this weekend. Uh, Michigan at State Penn, six thirty. Nittany Lions are minus nine. I really do think that they're going to contend with Ohio State, and that's going to be an unbelievable game, and probably one of the best games of the season. This year, their defense is that good, and their running back, Nikhil Henry? No, I might know Nikhil something. Is, yeah, they got Noah, Noah Kane behind him, too. Yeah, like, they're very good. I know that Iowa game was absolutely uh, ugly, but they covered, big 10. That, covered that, too. It was so Big Ten, it hurt. Um, I, 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 and their defense is solid, too. I think 10 is a lot, but I think he's still taken. Yeah, no, I mean, this is going to be a classic Penn State night home game, wide out, I assume. Um, I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take Penn State, to, Penn State to cover. I just don't think Harbaugh has proven to do anything on the road of the Big Ten big games. So uh, I'm going to take Penn State. Uh, okay, that's all we got. It, that hurt, but it's okay. Nikhil I'm Harry, going to bed. Nikhil Harry is a Patriots running back, and I just said he played for Penn State. I, I like got to go to bed it's been a crazy five days i am right there with you who's who pitches tomorrow night for the astros yeah is it the cy young winner yeah it's a must win for the Strohs tomorrow must win or can't lose but <laughs> so actually There's kind of interesting difference. little deal that must win okay just asking so interesting little deal right now it's developing is that thursday what day is it what's today monday, monday? So Tuesday would be game four. Wednesday, there's a 100% chance of rain. Mm. Um, and so I don't know how That's the MLB will handle for it. people who don't know. Oh, yes. Sorry. We've transitioned to baseball. Um, yeah, how are the Rangers doing? Oh. Um, so Shut I don't know. How, how do you think they would handle that? So if a game got postponed on Thursday, would they move? Sorry, I'm all over the place. If the game on got Wednesday, postponed, would they postpone Wednesday, on Thursday? Probably, yeah. yeah. Thursday gets postponed to Friday. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I don't. I don't. Hmm. No, they wouldn't do a doubleheader. No, that would ruin the series. I don't, I don't know. know. That's tough. It depends on. The I don't know why they don't move the Wednesday. They should move the Wednesday game, like you know, up into the middle of the day if they have to to get it in. So, anywho, yeah, Astros Yankees gonna be a fun series. We'll anywho, see what happens. We're a baseball podcast now because our season sucks. But okay, go Horns, get a W this weekend. Stupid wax cups of oh, beer. Oh God, no! I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it, dude. It, I, like, I wasn't like ever like trashed, you know, but it was enough to like. A I, nice little buzz, you know. No, no, but like enough to where I was kind of like I could kind of tell I was making a fool of myself at the airport. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely making a fool of myself. I think a little bit at the fair, not too bad. <clears throat> um, when we went got martinis, I had that one. I was just like stumbling, like walking through this nice restaurant. It was like, you know, those moments when you're really drunk and you're at like probably a place where you're probably a little, it's obvious that you're that drunk. You probably yeah, shouldn't be that drunk. That was me. And I was at one of those types of places. <laughs> just yeah. like, oh, everyone's looking at me. Yeah. And like the world, ever like the world's moving so fast around yes. you. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>